Welcome to the Business of Being a Woman, the podcast where we share the honest and sometimes messy truth of navigating life as a woman who wants more. I'm Hannah, a naturopath and human design coach for women in business. And I'm Phoebe, a women's self-love, mindset and business coach. In a world of tired women settling for good enough, we're asking and answering the uncomfy questions that will help you raise the standard of how you experience yourself, your body, your relationships, your business and your life. It's time to do what women do best. Let's talk some shit. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Welcome to the podcast with Phoebe and Hannah. We're here. We're really doing it. It's happening. We're very excited. We're a little bit nervous and we have no idea how to work the studio, but we're here. <laughs> <laughs> how good. How good. We're here to talk. We want to start with the business of being a woman, like why we've named the podcast this, why, why we want to talk about this, why we're so passionate about it, and hopefully... You guys are going to get something out of this and understand why we're so keen to start this podcast and start sharing with you. So Hannah, tell us, tell us about the business of being a woman. The business of being a woman. When we were actually coming up to try and name all of the things we wanted to talk about on this podcast, it was actually so hard, right? And I feel like it's, (laughs) this is a bit of a story into behind our businesses. Like we're both women in business. And both of us have always found it really difficult to name what we do because we work across a lot of different topics, a lot of different modalities. It's complex. And so when you try and niche down to like, but what do we want this podcast to be about? The one common thing was always about this experience of what it means to be a woman, whether it's a woman being a woman in business, whether it's about being a woman in the space of like motherhood, whether it's about being a woman and what that means for like your body, both from like mm. having a menstrual cycle and hormones, all these things that we never get taught about or like body image and like the body image crisis that women experience. Like there's so many unique experiences of, yeah, experiencing life as a woman that are just not spoken about. And I think Phoebe's, people don't talk about it. No, either. they don't. <laughs> and I feel like Phoebe's, we met in a, in a completely different space, but where we got quite close and when we were like, yeah, she's my woman. <laughs> That's my gal. That's my gal. <laughs> was in um, the business mastermind that we're both a part of. And one of our calls each week is like women in business. It's a mindset call. And it's like literally just everyone goes around and shares their experience of the week and like what they're navigating. And some of that, it's about business. Sometimes it's about being a mum. Sometimes it's about having you know, sick parents, like there's so many different experiences. But I think the thing that really like was highlighted to me was that this is so different to any other business coaching I'd received because it's just a group of women being freaking real with the experiences that they were having in their life and how that was impacting the the space in business, right? And just how healing it was. As one woman opened up, you were like, like me and you probably, we've said this before, we, we don't <laughs> like to be seen in our mess. Like we like to be like, look like we've got our shit together. And it was the first space mm-hmm. that probably both of us were like, yeah, I'm just going to let it rip. And like, I'm going to let these women see like the full me and the imperfections and the crisis yes. moments and how healing that's been for both of us. So powerful to like, to share the mess, because I think as women, we hold so much in, like we are you know, we keep the house together, we keep the family together, we keep people happy, we learn from such a young age how to be good girls, how to make everyone happy, how to people please, how to 
fit in line, do the right thing. And we're holding so much for other people to make them happy and make them feel safe. And especially then you step into business and you're holding this position where you're holding space for everyone else. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like that is the magic of being a woman is being able to hold that space for other people. But like, who's holding it for you? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then like when we were reflecting on it, you know, we were saying kind of like healing always begins for women when a woman is talking to another woman Mm. and you know it's with our girlfriends our sisters like there's something really special about women being in circle together or catching up for a coffee or going for a hot girl walk together and just these like but just having real conversations you know like I always ask my partner Wally like oh what'd you chat about with the boys or your brother he's like (laughs) we don't really talk about those things do you know what I mean like we know this we know women talk about deep shit together but it's like and we actually need to like it's healthy and it's like the hardest times in my life, and I think lots of people will relate to this as we get older and it gets harder to make good friends or keep good friends. Like the hardest times in your life are the ones where you don't have anyone to have those kind of deep shit talks with like on a regular basis. Like you just need to have that. I'm honestly so excited to have Hannah and now we get to have these deep shit talks every week of this podcast and hopefully you guys feel in that loop as well and get to share in that and and feel a little bit seen and feel a little bit heard because you know, as much as I think Hannah and I, like, like Hannah said, that sometimes we hold that position of looking like we've got all of, all of our shit together. I think everyone can relate to that too. We like to look like we know what we're doing and we've got everything together. And in so many ways we do, but like, we want that vulnerable place to open up and share and know that like, it's so comforting to know like the people that you look up to. And I know for me, this really, this really helps like every mentor I've ever had, everyone I've always thought is so cool when I see them in their mess, it used to turn me off. And now I'm like, no, they're just a real human being. And that just paves the way for me to be, you know, everything I want to be and still accept that I'm still just a human being. I'm still a woman in this mess, still learning, still growing, still figuring things out. And that's so beautiful and so comforting and healing. And yeah, oh, I hope everyone gets that. A hundred percent. And I think um, the thing that makes us really different as women in whatever space we're navigating. So whether that's family life, relationships, business, career, being a woman, we are physiologically different. We have a completely different body that no one ever taught us about. No one taught us about our menstrual cycle in a way that was empowering and we actually knew what that meant. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't need the pill in a lot of ways that we use it currently. That's a whole nother nother topic, (laughs) a whole nother episode to come on that. Um, But yeah, it's our bodies that we were never taught about. And then it's our emotions that like Mm. females are emotional, social creatures. And these are two things that you just do not get taught in school. Like you don't get taught in school. Or you get taught and you get taught that it's a downside of being a woman, that you're emotional, that you're, it's messy, it's difficult, it's hard to navigate. People don't understand. Men don't understand. We understand. But we don't get taught how to celebrate these things about ourselves. And even, you know, even as you're saying that, Hannah, I can remember even just a few years ago being on that train of like, like feminist power where we're trying to take our power back. And we used to talk about how like women can do anything that men can do. And it's like, sure we can, but like, do you actually genuinely want to? And is that actually healthy and safe for you and your body? And is that really taking you where you want to go? And I feel like that's an important conversation to have because you're, you're so confident and like explain so well the physiology and how important it is to embrace that part of 
being a woman. And I think some of us are still like, we're scared of it. We're like, no, like I've just found my place in this world where if I basically act like a man and work nine to five and power ahead and kick everyone down (laughs) beside me, then like I'll succeed and you will in the man's world. But like, will you truly be happy? Will you truly be healthy at the end of that? And yeah, that's where Hannah's magic really comes in to save us all. (laughs) But it's like, it's just so true. It's just like our emotions and the fact that we bleed every month and feel different every week. We literally just ignore it. Like we literally go to work nine to five, Monday to Friday and just ignore this whole aspect of our being. And if you talk about it, it's like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) Or it's spoken about in such like a disempowering way. Like it's Mm. like, oh, I'm on my period today. And then it's like, oh, poor you, like got to be here. Do you know what I mean? It's not like this. Yeah. It's not a positive thing. So of course women feel shit about their bodies because a fundamental thing about their body, they've been taught it sucks and it's going to limit them and it's going to make things really fucking hard for them Mm. in the workplace, in business, in like whatever, again, whatever space, the sporting space, athletic performance. Like I grew up as an elite athlete. We were trained to not have a period, to go so hard that we didn't have a period. Um, And so it's just these fundamental things about being a woman that we, as a society, we just ignore that our experience is really different And I think that's the thing that me and you have gotten really passionate about is like when you hear another woman going, yeah, I don't feel like working today. Like, sorry, guys, I'm on my period. I'm here, but like I'm kind of tapped out for the day. And you're like, oh, I look up to you because you're like killing it in business. Like you might be my business coach or I see you as someone who's like crushing it. And you're saying you don't want to work today. You're on day one, you period. You probably just got to go hang by the pool. All of a sudden, I don't feel broken anymore when I feel that way on day yeah. one of my period or when I feel that way because I'm having a big emotional moment, say with my partner or family or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not broken. Like this is mm. actually the, this is actually the normal experience of being a woman and it's okay to navigate that and to honor that and to stop ignoring it. Um, and it's not going to take away anything from, no. from your success or your growth. And if anything, it's going to make your success and your growth better because the more you can lean into that and allow that, you actually you take the rest when you need the rest, which means you're powered up ready when those times come and when you're inspired in that way. And, and even that, you know, we have that conversation of like you rest when you need to rest, but there's so much beauty in that rest. It's not like you just okay, you're a woman. So during your bleed, like you just need to sit down and then later you'll be powerful and that's fine. It's like, no, during that time, you have all of these other really beautiful things happening, which I'm sure Hannah can tell us all about. But just in general, we sort of just taken all the power out of it. Like we either ignore it or we push it away as a, as a bad thing. And Mm. there's so much more just in general, the, the whole world is just based on like this man, manly structure, which is so good for the men. Good for the men. I'm so glad they have all this beautiful structure that really works for them. And it does honestly also support all of us. It supports our family and all the beautiful men are doing well with that. But like, where is the shit at for the women? Because it is not working for us to just keep fitting into those boxes. Yeah. And I just think we're at that time in this timeline of like women's empowerment where it's like, okay, we've been given like a seat at the table. We've been, the doors have been open for us to compete in elite level sport, to work. Like mm. it's not even just like an opportunity to work now. It's kind of like, well, you kind of have to, like most, yeah. most families need two incomes to survive these days. Um, and so as awesome as that is, as awesome as it is to have these opportunities now and for women to be like going and getting degrees, like 
it was a very short history ago that that yeah. wasn't a thing. Do you know what I mean? That was a very short timeline. Like, so I'm not here to like say like, oh my God, damn society, damn men. That is not the message here. The message is like awesome. Like we have these opportunities, but now we actually know that just putting women into the places where men were, it's that they're it's failing. Enough. They're yeah. set up to fail because they're different. Like we need different strategies. We need different mm. roadmaps. We need different blueprints. We need different supports in place to actually allow not just like these women to succeed and to succeed without having to sacrifice their health or their relationships and things like that, but to actually harness their power and their unique gifts to like allow them to reach their potential that actually is going to look a little bit different to the potential of a man. And that's awesome. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like society's missing out. We got this seat at the table and we're like, cheers. But now years later, we're like, you built the table like 5,000 years ago. Like, can we build a new table actually together that works for all of us? Or we can still have two tables and all be in the same room. But let's just like give us a little bit more space for being a woman. I feel like I see so many women that I work with. And I know that was my experience as well, where like we went through this empowerment piece of, you know, whatever it was that we went through early in our lives kind of taught us all of those things that you know a lot of women struggle with the people pleasing the staying small that sort of stuff and the way that we learned how to become big again was through leaning into those masculine structures was like okay if I absolutely freaking crush it at work like I feel powerful if I start rip and hit workouts every single day at the gym I feel powerful and I'm not making that bad because I know it's almost like in the current paradigm that we're in it's like that's a step in the cycle and I went through that step in the cycle and Amen. like the gym made me feel so strong and like running my business and making money made me feel so strong and then it was like what was happening is I was really just taking over all of the masculine structure I was like okay my femininity isn't safe and that's no good and then almost for me it was like I haven't seen really good strong men in my life so I can't trust the men to do the men's stuff so I'm gonna do the men's stuff and then now I'm yeah like running businesses and crushing everything and doing all the work and training really hard and like being really strong and powerful in all these ways. And also there's like all this deep femininity in me that's like, can we like have a cuddle and like chill out? And can we like dream up some really cool things and like all the creativity and nurturing and like softness and rest and all those parts of me are still there. And they're just, now they're just getting pressed down. It's like it before it felt like my power was getting pressed down. And then it was like my femininity was getting pressed down. And then Like, you know, I'm getting all this success in this world. And I think a lot of people relate to that. But then they're like, so why am I still so tired and sad though? Or numb. Or numb. Like we're just grinding away, grinding, grinding, grinding. And like it's not actually – I mean, I don't personally believe that that type of life is for anyone. But for women, like it's not for us. Like we we don't have to be like that. And I think we're so scared to let let that go – because that's where we finally felt a little bit empowered. And it's like, that's, it's like step two in the process. Like we feel a little bit weakened by whatever's happened. We go into like this masculine power rage, we man up and we feel a little bit empowered by that. And then we're freaking tired because that was too much for us, too much on the plate. We're trying to manage all our feminine energy, all our masculine energy, try to hold it down in every sense of the world, trying to never look weak, never look like a woman, never look, you know, anything else. And then we're just tired. And step three is like, okay, where we realize actually I'm enough. Actually I'm worthy. Actually I'm allowed to slow down and embrace both of those parts. And when you step into that world and you start to let go of kind of like the manning up you've done 
to feel strong and not because you genuinely want to, but just because it gives you this layer of strength or this layer of looking good or meeting other people's expectations or your own really high standards. And you just start to really truly love yourself on this deep level enough to let that go and embrace like your womanhood and your creativity and who you truly want to be like, that's step three. Like that's, that's the goal. That's the dream. Yeah. Step three is like bringing them both together. Cause mm. even in my experience, I did the hypermasculine thing. I was always fairly hypermasculine growing up anyway, like high achiever, elite athlete was disciplined. Life was about performance. Like that part was easy for me. Mm. And then for me, it was actually, I got to a point where I was like, I'm a health practitioner and I'm not healthy. I'm not thriving. Like I had chronic fatigue. I had PCOS that kept relapsing as I'm in clinic as a naturopath. Mm. Um, And I had all of these health issues that like I wasn't really talking about and that I was doing like all the herbs, all the supplements, all the things, but it was the way I was living my life that was poison. Mm. And it was that hyper-masculine way. And it was that, you know, I'd always been rewarded for that path and for having those, those qualities in me. And so for me, it was actually like, yeah, I always felt powerful in that way. If I set my mind to something, I can do it. Like that actually came easy for me. And so for me, my first big um, step into or this this next stage was actually being like, what is femininity to me? And how can I actually relax and lose all structure? So I actually had like this year <laughs> where I just lost all structure. I stopped my my whole gym regime my how I was working I just lost all structure and I kind of like abandoned the masculine because I kind of then blamed that for Mm. how I was feeling and why I had anxiety depression PCOS chronic fatigue and I was like it's the masculine in me like I abandoned (laughs) that and I went full femme which for me is not quite would not recommend (laughs) yeah would not recommend but it was very healing by the end of it by the end of it like it took me 12 months to get to that point where I was like oh I can love myself without achievement Mm. I can love myself without having ticked a box or done anything or getting anyone else's approval saying you're doing a great job, Hen. Like you're killing it. You're killing it with the degree. You're killing it with the business or the job. Like I didn't have any of those things and learning to my love, learning to love myself at that point, like it was actually very healing. And I had a supportive family, supportive partner that I could kind of step back from that achievement. I didn't, and just have this year where I just, yeah, it was a self-exploration year. It was the year I found human design and all of these things. And it was the year that I like, yeah, I healed my hormones. I healed my chronic fatigue. And then my next step was like, okay, but I'm not fully satisfied here. This has been a great lesson, but I actually need to bring that masculine part back. Like I miss that masculine part in me. And that was actually serving the feminine. And so for me, it's very much as long as I'm leading with that feminine energy of like what I want out of my life. And Mm. when I'm using the masculine, that masculine discipline, that masculine like determination, grit, it's coming from a place of not trying to prove myself. It's coming from a place of like, no, I genuinely desire this. Like like it's supporting that my feminine. Yeah. Um, And I think, yeah, success for me in terms of how do you have like business career success, relationship success and health, like I haven't relapsed, Mm. is having both. Like having a really healthy masculine and a really healthy feminine energy as a woman. Like you need both. Yes, everyone needs both. And it's like it might be in different ratios and whatever, like depending even in different parts of your life and different times of your life. Like have a baby, talk to me about where your masculine feminine energy is at. It's a whole different ballgame again. Like 
but it is recognizing that we need both and we get to have both and they're both like so powerful and so beautiful and god i i love there's nothing more than i love of like getting up on a monday and having like this powerful structure of like i'm gonna bang shit out like crush my business today like that energy is so fun to me but it's exactly that it's what you said it's the the masculine energy is there to structure and support the feminine energy so the feminine can flow so that we can be creative and we can be nurturing and we can focus in that way and if you don't have the structure it's really hard to just feel safe in the in the flow like the flow of what who's taking care of me but also the other way if you're just in the masculine all the time you're just grinding and grinding and grinding but like for what like what's the actual purpose at the end of that and I think women a lot like in this current state that we're in we do that we're kind of just looking for the next achievement the next thing the next thing we have to do and we even if we're not achieving really big things we just martyr ourselves in like our family lives or whatever and there's just always something to do somewhere to be whatever and we're putting all of our value and all of our self-love in being able to tick those boxes and not actually truly like recognizing that maybe you know that's always my story the thing I want people to understand is we do all this stuff for everyone else and we think it's because it's what everyone else wants and that's what's going to make everyone happy. And as soon as you can shift your mindset to understand that, like, what if what you want is actually the thing that's going to blow up the world? It's actually the thing that's going to make everyone so happy. And if you chased after and created the life that you truly wanted and the things that were making you happy, like you will be the most beautiful, full, delicious expression of yourself that everyone else will be absolutely fucking blessed to just be anywhere near and that is the greatest gift you can give anyone and we keep tricking ourselves into thinking like oh I've just got to say yes to another dumbass event I don't want to do and exhaust myself more and not hold this little tiny boundary when really it's like it's not about making people happy in these little tiny day-to-days or ticking the boxes it's about deeply like what are you here for like who are you and what do you want and if we chase that and let that be the dream let that be you know, what leads us, let the femininity lead, that creative expression lead, like everyone wins. Everyone is so much happier at the end of that story. 100%, 100%. And there was a piece there that I love that you spoke about in terms of um, like the experience of both the masculine and the feminine in you. It changes all the time, depending, say, what season of Mm. life you're in and what's being asked of you. But the thing that I loved about that is like, I feel like as women yes society cages us in certain labels and things like that but like we cage ourselves because we think we have to be one way Mm. I have to have this like beautiful ratio of masculine energy feminine energy (laughs) and then I'm going to be successful and it's like no 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 like that is constantly changing that's changing whether you're speaking to a client whether you were speaking to your partner whether you're speaking to your child the ratio like which energy is leading you in that moment. There's going to be times in business where your masculine does have to lead. They're like, it's, they got to get, you got to get shit done. Like mm. you need discipline, you need some resilience there or you actually won't make it. But then if you are in that mode and then you clock off from work or from business and then you're about to interact with your partner, not so helpful. Like that, that that's not actually balance anymore. Mm. Like if you're leading with that energy. So I feel like women, the experience of being a well-rounded woman is actually learning to have these different versions of you these different um almost like archetypes of you that can come on and lead at any given time like our greatest gift as women is the fact that we are inconsistent 
We are walking contradictions. Like (laughs) we are different moment to moment, day to day. Some days we're like grounded and chill. Some weeks we're confident as. Some weeks we're like, man, that inner bitch, she's pretty loud right now. (laughs) Like, you know, we are so, so different. And I think we try to like fit ourselves into one way of being. And it's like, no, like I'm yet to meet a woman who is consistently the same. Mm. Like no matter who she's, you know, in whatever environment she's in or who she's talking to. It's like allow yourself to be different yes, and to not be consistent. So I think like the strongest thing that we we all need to learn and continue to learn is that self-trust piece. Like how often are we doing any of this healing work, any of this growth work? And we're like, did I do it right? <laughs> it's like, did I, did I have the exact amount of feminine and masculine energy I'm supposed to have? And it's like, no, like it's you. It's you feeling like what genuinely feels right to you. And if you want to just do all of the grind and then there's just this little portion of feminine for you at this point in time because you're building something massive or whatever it is like that's fine as long as that's truly genuinely coming from your heart and coming from your energy sources and feeling right and not just you know like we always we just always have to do that self-check like is this truly what I want or is this like about my conditioning and my fear and what everyone else wants from me because God, the amount that we're leaning from that is terrifying and such a bummer. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't make us happy. Yeah. And I think that's like probably almost like one of our biggest messages with like me and Phoebes is like question everything. Question why you're doing everything. Mm. Like because we don't have this perfectly curated roadmap of what it looks like to be a woman in the world in your relationship or your business or things like that. So it's like that's up to you to create mm. that for yourself and it's going to be different from – like we don't have all the answers. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've got stuff that like I've worked out that works really well for me. It might not work for you. Mm. Like me and Phoebe's are really different in some of the ways that we approach things, but it's kind of like just question everything, like question what we're saying, question why you're doing things, what you're doing. Like if that's all you got from like our podcast is that you questioned why you're doing things like that is the doorway into raising the standard for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like really all we want you to get is not how we've done things or like what the right way to do things is. It's just you trusting yourself and you feeling empowered to choose like, okay, this is what's actually right for me or this is what actually makes me happy or actually that thing Hannah said makes no bloody sense to me and is not it for me. Like I tried it and I don't like it. But, you know, just checking like where am I leading from? Where am I making these decisions from? Why am I you know, if something's, especially if something's not working, if something's making you tired or exhausted or miserable, like don't just, just never, never, ever, ever in your life ever again, except that that's just fine. And that's how it is. And that's it because it's probably not like there's, there's someone else out there living exactly what you're living and doing it differently and having a better or different experience. Like look for it, try it out, see if you can find what it is. 100%. And I think this is like something that is going to be at the end of our episodes Each week is like one of the segments that we want to bring to you is these like sharing our stories and sharing what we're currently navigating. And I think you will start to pick that up. It's like, it's usually we're questioning something. We're like, (laughs) why am I this way? Why am I doing it this way? Because I've just realized doing it that way actually isn't, it's not helpful. Or I say I want this and yet here I am doing the opposite. Yeah. (laughs) What's that about? (laughs) Yeah. And so that's like going to be an hopefully a doorway for you to look at how we're navigating things, processing things um, and just questioning the, like how we experience different parts of our life as a mm. woman. And making that so safe. Like there's such a, 
such pressure around because as as women like we're judging ourselves so harshly so it's almost like we hide from our flaws or we hide from things that we're maybe not doing the best way we could because we just don't have it's like we don't have the resilience we don't have that confidence we don't have that power in ourselves to just see the behavior or the decision or the action as as something we've done and we make it something about ourselves and it it's not about you like you are you're just who you are and you're you're perfect just as you are and that's fine and there's decisions that you're making or behaviors that are coming out that maybe aren't actually serving where you want to go or who you truly are or whatever it is and so making that really really safe to just see yourself in that way and be able to say oh I did that thing and it really didn't serve me or it was actually kind of a dick move or like that totally didn't serve my business or that let that person down I don't feel good about it like make it safe to see that in yourself and experience that and you you'll see that with me and Hannah that we'll we'll hopefully boldly share those times where we do fuck up or we do catch ourselves doing something that really isn't like a good representation of who we are or what we want to be and and just calling ourselves out on it and feeling that confidence and steadiness in ourselves to see that and feel that and go oh that's that's not right that's not what I want and still know that we're still good good solid humans we're not like we don't need to go in the bin because we did one thing wrong like it's just one of the many many lessons we'll get to learn today 100 <laughs> percent. do you have any shares right now hannah anything what's going on for you what is going on for me something that i recently navigated was i was back home in um in brisbane or my previous home where all my family and friends are for my sister's wedding my engagement party back with family and friends and I realized I was very much like offline from my phone and from business and at first I felt like um that made again I felt wrong mm. and I was like oh okay am I being avoidant like is this an avoidant because I tend to be anxious avoidant attachment mm. style particularly <laughs> with my business and it wasn't that I was being avoidant it was the fact that I was like living my life And I quite enjoy when I'm in my real life, not being on my phone, being completely cut off from technology. I love that it's a vehicle for what I'm able to do and support women. But when I'm outside of that, I don't need it. I don't want it. And I'm happiest when I'm away from it. Mm -hmm. And um, I really had this like another sort of existential crisis. And I was like, do I want a business? Do I want a business where I've got to be on social media? We're always so extreme. We're like, let's put the whole thing in the bin, burn it to the ground. And like, you know, it was a week out from my period. So I was aware I was not going to make any rash decisions then because I'm like a lot more emotional in that that part of my cycle. Um, But yeah, that was something that I was processing where I was like, can, yeah, can I do business if I don't enjoy being on my phone? Like now and, what? <laughs> yeah. And then I had this like, yeah, 360 moment where I was like, no, I'm actually so passionate. Like when I'm in the workspace, when I came back home to Perth and I was back in my working environment and like I was scheduled to work, I was so ready to share, to be back on Instagram, to like be sharing content, mm. to be educating. And I'm so grateful for that. But um, so yeah, something that I've navigated is finding that balance of technology that yeah. feels good for me. That feels like I'm less of a consumer and more of like putting out content. Yeah. Isn't that, I feel like that's so relatable for people to see something like that and almost like the conclusion that you jump to of like, do I want a business? Should I cancel everything? And I think, you know, the, the magic there was that you saw that and said, okay, there's a, there's a part of me, there's a times in my life where I don't want to have that. And it's so easy to say, well, too bad. You're an online creator and that's it. 
like you have you run an online business so you have to be online at the end and like that's what we want everyone to understand is you can see those things that seem impossible or hear those limiting beliefs come in of well too bad like that's how the business runs that's how you have to do things and say well no like that doesn't work for me and I still want this so how am I going to make it work like asking how instead of just oh well too bad that's how it is like how can I make that work and how can I figure this out so that it's not detrimental to me like maybe I don't completely switch off from my business for three weeks (laughs) next time maybe I find ways to support myself in that way and like build those build those masculine structures to hold your feminine like needs when the time comes and I think that's really beautiful that you're able to see that and be like okay like maybe this wasn't a perfect situation they never are right that's what we're learning and then how do we make how do I make this work for me like how can I figure this out for me instead of it just being like well too bad that's that's that yeah yeah 100% and I think um the lesson for like a lot of people here or something that you probably resonate with that is that as like emotional creatures being uh, like a woman also in human design which we'll probably speak about that at some point in the future episodes um I'm an emotional authority so like I have an emotional wave and so I know I can catch myself in moments where I am all or nothing thinking Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, I hate this. I don't want this. And I feel so strongly about it, but in 24 hours I could feel completely (laughs) different. And so that's for me, that's like one of my patterns is like all or nothing thinking. Mm -hmm. And it's like either I absolutely have to love this and it's like 100% commitment to like social media or I 100% hate it and I want it having no part in my life. And that's like, that's not truthful. It's not helpful in in any any aspect and so when I catch myself in that all or nothing thinking I know I'm at either a high or a low in my emotional wave and I just need to like ride it out and get curious and be like okay well what is this trying to show me what are the parts that don't feel so good how can I support those parts and like hold the duality of the fact that I love and hate this thing at the exact (laughs) same time yes (laughs) that's so funny and how powerful that you can just see even those things about yourself like oh I love making people look in and really start to realize things about themselves and know those things about yourself that again, it's like, it doesn't have to be bad. You recognize that this all or nothing thinking doesn't serve you all the time, but it's there. It's part of who you are. It comes up and like, instead of just beating it up or, or falling victim to it over and over, it's like, okay, I've recognized that about myself. That's a pattern I have. That's how I do things. That's part of my process. And how do I work with it instead of against it or just beating myself up about it? And you, you did that well. You held on. You didn't just give in to the all or nothing. Yeah. That's so good. Do you have a something you're processing or going through or a lesson or wisdom that you want to share? Oh, I just – I had – so one of our segments is going to be what grinds our ovaries. <laughs> so funny because, you know, I feel like there's a lot grinding on these ovaries these days. For me, I think it just is this, you know, exactly what we've been talking about, like women accepting – what's just in front of us and what's happening in the world and this, the masculine frame and the masculine box that's all set up for us to, you know, have the seat at the table, but not really, you know, it's not our table. It's not a table we had anything to do with building and just accepting that. Like we just don't need to accept that. It's not about going on like a big feminist rage. It's just you in your life seeing day to day, like, what can I, what can I change? How can I make this work for me? How can I ask for something different? And 
I know in this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about business and business is such a beautiful vehicle for paving your own way and setting things the way you want them to be. But I also know like for my girlies that are working nine to five or whatever, I just know so, so many people that say, well, that's just the way that it is. And like, have you asked, like, have you tried asking or just saying like, hey, this would work better for me like this. And I did one 1.5 years corporate stint <laughs> between my 14 years of business. I did do a mini corporate stint. And just during that time, I was shocked and also really impressed by the number of times I sort of asked something to my manager or suggested something. And the first response I got was like, oh, like no one's really done that. We don't really do that. And then I was like, can you try? And the number of things that I got approved, you know, like just hours that worked for me, days that worked for me, breaks I needed, holidays I needed, things like that, that really, really served my energy and allowed me to work in quite a structured environment with like safety and ease and peace for myself and in my own pace and in a way that ultimately served the business the best because I was showing up so fully in my energy most of the time and so happy to be there and I felt loved and cared for and seen because I was bringing up what was important to me and they were appreciating it and working with it. And so even if you feel like where you work or, you know, or your family or whoever is not understanding, again, just check like, is this them or is this me? And is this maybe just a conversation I need to have or worst case scenario, if I ultimately want this to change, is it a conversation I need to start and start laying out there and like just not accepting what is all the time? Mm, I love that mm. I love that and I'm so excited for that segment yeah because <laughs> we're both sacral beings we're both generators and so we can um get quite frustrated <laughs> at times and so you'll hear those frustrations come out in um what grinds, what grinds out ovaries. yeah because there's a bit <laughs> yeah I think as a woman there's a fair few ovary grinds going on Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us for our first episode. We're so excited to be sharing this with you. And like we said, we just have so many passions, multi-modalities, like we just can't stop, won't stop. So we're going to keep sharing them with you in every way that we can. So hopefully every time you come to the potty, you're going to have something different and you're never going to be bored and hopefully always going to learn something with us. So we'll see you next time. See you then. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your social media and tag us on Instagram at Hannah Ann Co and at Best Life Phoebe. And we're so excited to see you next week.